It's extra drama for book number 44, Pretenses. Hi, everybody. It's Marissa Flaxbart again, and I am here with Katie Ledoux, and we've been talking for a very long time about this Abby Richardson book disguised as a Kara Walker, Stephen Wakefield book, Pretenses. Welcome back, Katie. Hello. Hello. My takeaway from the, from the, the whole book by the end of it was that I didn't particularly like Kara. <laughs> um, I, I know that like if this was a standalone, I would have not been team Kara. Like I, I liked the Abby and Steven vibe. Yeah. You know, Abby is a very relatable character too. Also, I just think him repeatedly saying she understands me better than like anyone ever has and better than Kara. And I can talk to her easier. And, and I'm like, yeah, I feel, think maybe you should be with her instead like regardless Uh, it seems like you get along with her better than you get along with Kara and maybe Kara's fun and hot and you've been with her but I think maybe Abby's the better person you know like I think maybe you're more compatible with Abby but yeah I mean we're not we're like just taking for granted that he's in college and she's a high school junior and their lives are going to continue to grow separately if they don't really work hard on staying together. Mm-hmm. But taking that, like putting that all aside, the age difference aside, if they really have this communication problem for things to go so wrong so quickly is not a great sign. Like their ability to just talk to each other and confront each other is just no good. As long as we're talking about Stephen and Abby, one of the things that really stood out to me about this, and maybe it turned me against Stephen a little bit, as I alluded to before, was just the way that it was as if he could see that he should be with someone with Abby or someone like Abby instead of Kara. And he wasn't he just, (laughs) he just wouldn't go there. And it reminded me, I mean, it reminds me of things that happened to me in high school with with guys that I had a real connection with and like a very strong bond who knew that we had a strong bond but were dating someone else and knew that the someone else like wasn't right for them but it didn't matter you know and it was just this it was a place that it took me very much back to I mean I say high school it happened in high school but this was a pattern for me that I I have to admit that I repeated a few times later in my life as well of of being like the person that was there to be the Abby to some guy who was dating some Kara that he had a like a chemistry with but nothing like up there like I'm pointing to my head right now like nothing nothing um in terms of a kind of intellectual bond so yeah uh yeah so like I relate to that as well and I also feel like I had a scenario where I was the other end of that situation sure and it's you just don't know what to do with it you know it's tough on both sides for sure. Um, Cause you just don't, nothing's a guarantee that it'll work. 
Well, what do you mean being on the other side of it? Like, I was friends with someone who we had, like, a very good connection. And it was, like, a very deep connection. It was a very meaningful connection. But I was interested in other people. And he didn't get why. Like, if, if we're so good together, if we work so well together, why not just be together? And I was like, but I just, you know, was distracted by other people. Sure. Well, and and certainly, certainly there's a difference between that intellectual bond and the kind of emotional and like physical, like all those things are are to different degrees, depending on who you are, are, you know, parts of a relationship. And um, I know that's, Definitely something that has from from that has been a, a factor for me is the importance to me of an intellectual bond is has unfortunately been a little bit of a barrier to like having a meaningful relationship because that intellectual bond can be one of the hardest things to um, to form with another person yeah. and I definitely <laughs> I, this is definitely something that I need in a romantic partner so. Um, Anyway, all of that, I'm bringing my own baggage into the <laughs> Abby, Kara, Stephen love triangle. But we can quit talking about baggage for now. And um, so, I don't know, we talked a lot about Abby in the main episode as a character. And I found her really interesting. Like, what was your impression of Abby as a, as a character in the Sweet Valley universe? Um, I mean, I do think Abby's a little too perfect, Hmm. Uh, in in a lot of she's just like a hundred percent nice. She just wants to be nice all the time. Just wants to do everything for everybody all the time. Puts up with everyone's stuff. I mean, I guess there's like I guess she's naive and a pushover. So I guess that's part of it. But you know, it's not like in in previous Sweet Valley books, like in in book number four, Power Play, when Robin Wilson is really nice and does everything for Jessica. It's this situation where there's a power imbalance from the get-go. But Abby seems to be, I mean, she's described as pretty, which we really Mm -hmm. didn't get into in the main episode. But I think that that's actually carries a lot of weight. She's a pretty girl and she's nice. And so it's easy for her to get in with uh, Jessica and Elizabeth and their, all of their friends. Like she's accepted really easily. Yeah. Um, so I can see what you mean about her being perfect. I thought the niceness thing was really interesting, though. And the book psychologizes her a little bit. In fact, her mom is a psychologist, we find out. Yeah. But I wanted to read this, and, and I thought maybe we could talk about it a little bit. So here on page 57, there's a little bit of a glimpse into Abby's niceness. Elizabeth mused aloud, I've never met anyone who's so giving, so willing to volunteer and do things for other people, and at the same time so reluctant to take things from people. Abby shrugged. I like helping people the same way you do. She blushed a little under Elizabeth's scrutinizing gaze. Abby remembered her mother saying to her once that she thought Abby preferred giving to taking because it meant she could be more in control. But Abby didn't believe that was true. She just wanted people to like her. She really felt she owed it to Amy to help her out, even if it meant jeopardizing her own chances of winning the competition. So... I did not remember that passage. And now I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. That hits too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I wrote down in my notes, like, page 57, extra drama topic, question mark, because I also was like, shit, you know, is this a control thing for me, too? Because, uh, yeah, I love being, I love helping, you know, it feels great to help, but, it, you know, it is hard to ask yeah. for help, and I feel like that is another dynamic of the giving, taking Thing. I mean, I feel like it's like I am very well aware that I like to have control. Uh-huh. And I also know that I really enjoy giving things to others. Like I get 10 times more joy out of getting like the perfect gift for somebody and watching them be so excited than I ever get out of anything I've ever been given. And now I'm like, oh, God, is this like a control thing? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't know. I mean, even Abby, it's funny that the book explains, like, it bothers to point this out. But then it goes on to say that Abby didn't really think that that was what was going on. Yeah. But then it continues to say that what Abby really wanted was to make people like her. And there's another part of the book where it says something like, um, Abby didn't have enough confidence in herself to actually Mm -hmm. believe that she was a nice person unless she could see that other people thought she was a nice person. Yeah, it's just looking, it's like, until she was validated from the outside, she couldn't be. Yes. And I can relate to that, too. I mean, I know that, like, who you are is not about, you know, how other people see you solely, certainly, because... Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, people have their own opinions and it's that whole thing that you know is very much it's important to sort of not always care what other people think and remember other people bring their own baggage into situations that's definitely what happened to abby in this book right like all the wakefields are bringing all their own baggage into their impressions of abby and it's nothing that she's done that's had them end up thinking that she has double crossed them it's all their own shit but i definitely know that when Like, let's say it comes to something like being late or like forgetting to ask somebody about how something serious in their life went or, you know, whatever, something that is important to me as a value. I know that one of the reasons why doing that really bothers me when I make a mistake like that or, you know, forget am a human being in that way. I know that one of the reasons it gets to me is because how can I actually be as good of a person as I like to think of myself as if I'm if if I'm not if other people could potentially not see me as being good in that way I think also it's like a natural um response of like does this person like not even consider me that good of a friend you know to like like oh man they didn't entrust me with this information or they didn't feel they could come to me or they or, you know, and it's, is it because I'm a bad friend? Like, it mm. just goes on this downward spiral. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I guess maybe more, a better way to say what I was trying to say before, for me at least, was the feeling of like, I don't want it, someone to think that this is the kind of person that I am. Or like, yeah. this is the yeah, kind yeah. of thing that I forget about. Yeah. I mean, I do think that to a certain extent, you know, your actions are something that defines you in a sense. So it's hard because, you know, it's like competing philosophies that can somehow both be true. The idea that like, you know, everybody is worthy of love and you don't have to do anything 
to deserve it and you know you don't need, you shouldn't have to earn other people's esteem and all that stuff and that you know you are not your actions you are not even your thoughts you know you are this being that exists you know absent of of all of the trappings of the world and i'm babbling now but that is a little bit that is one thing and i think simultaneously there's this you know your actions speak louder than words like that's also true what you do matters yeah i think i i think the thing that i think about more than because I feel like, you know, your um, actions speak louder than words was like the thing I was always told as a kid. And it's like kind of the main thing. But I remember like several years ago reading that Maya Angelou quote that was like, people won't remember what you say. They won't remember what you do, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm. And I feel like that is very much the truth. Yeah. And I feel like you, like you, you can really go back to that, like positively and negatively. Like when you think back on your life, when you think back on how you treated other people or how other people treated you, you don't remember exactly what they said. You don't remember exactly what they did, but you remember that you didn't like them or you remember that you did, or, you know, you remember that somebody was kind to you in that moment. And, um, so there's that. Yeah, I think that that is so beautiful and a really good philosophy to live your life with. We just, you know, advised by Abby here and in the spirit of Abby have to remember the caveat that we do not have complete control over the feeling, thoughts and feelings of other people. Oh, so yeah, even no. if you have the best intention of how you want to make someone feel, people are bringing their own things to the table that might unfortunately kind of pollute the way you make them feel. Uh, that has nothing to do with you. So yep. I think that's that's the challenge, and that's where the the lack of control can come up, even in even in giving. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Well, this is fun. I'm glad you brought Maya Angelou to the conversation. That I really classed that up the podcast. I really love it. <laughs> well, talking to you has made me feel good. Thank you, Katie. Same. And thanks to you, gladiators, for listening to Sweet Valley Diaries. Please tell your friends also to listen. Tell them to, you know, give it a few episodes because eventually, you know, this is one of those hanging with your friends podcasts. Eventually, you just you just want to keep hanging. I hope that's my goal. Um, yeah. I like to hang with friends like uh. you, gladiators, and like you, Katie. I like to hang. We with all you. used to like to hang with friends. <laughs> This is now, this is hanging now. This is how hanging works now. You, exactly. <laughs> you schedule a phone call and then you talk about it's an arranged topic. And you keep I, it safe. I was talking with some good friends the other day and we hadn't talked for a long time. We all live in different places, but we're such old friends that we, it was, it's that dynamic that I just love in a friendship where you can just start having a conversation about whatever random topic instead of catching up on what's been going on in your lives. Yeah. And at the end of the call, I was like, well, damn, if we're just going to talk about random stupid bullshit on the phone, then we can have another call in like two weeks because we don't need more stuff to happen in our lives to catch up on. (laughs) Yeah. Same. Oh, yeah. Me and my best friend talked yesterday and we spent like 20 minutes on uh, the merits of the the Disney Star Wars movies and barely talked about our lives at all. And I was like, I probably should have. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. My conversation with these friends was mostly 
about um, Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and a little bit Family Feud. So yeah, all it. the 90s, 90s versions of the shows. Um, well, Katie, thanks again for being here. And uh, I guess I already thanked everybody and said all those things already. So just rewind and listen to it again. And uh, thank you so much. And that's now that's three times I've said thank you. So now I guess I'll just stop this by saying bye. Bye. Okay, I'm gonna just, just keep. Let's just keep going. Oh, so I'll like, say thank you again. Thank you. Very demanding of me. <laughs> say thank you again.